Hey, what's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of Screen Quickies presented to you by Cleveland Phantom Podcast. You can follow Cleveland Phantom Podcast at CLE Phantom Pod on Twitter and Instagram. I'm your host, Chris Williams. Thank you for listening. Please rate us, review us, give us five stars wherever you listen to your podcast at. Uh, Screen Quickies, where we discuss the latest news, rumors, and speculation in movies, TV, pop culture, and music. Coming up on this episode, um, last week we talked about hip-hop in the 1980s. This week we're going to go with one year with 1990. We'll do that later on. Uh, we'll talk about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumanium. Spoiler discussion. So if you have not seen that, go watch this movie and come back to us or just listen anyway. But uh, first we'll talk about The Last of Us Episode 6 to help me do so. My brother Everett Williams, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Jason Roberts, how you doing? I'm doing good. And we'll jump right into it. Did it to us once again. Um, HBO is The Last of Us. Episode 6, coming off the heartbreaking episode 5 with uh, Henry and Sam. Uh, picked back up uh, about, what, three months afterwards with Joel and Ellie yeah. back on the journey, picking up in the fall slash winter. Um, coming up on uh, with the Jackson, Jackson Hole commune. Is by the way almost identical to the game, Easter eggs included. Um, finds his brother Joe. If I if Joel finds his brother Tommy and they start meeting new people and dealing with new things, and I can't tell y'all, but they set up a few future things and characters for the, for the first game and the second game. I mean, it, it's. Even the argument in the bedroom with Joel and Ellie is pretty much shot for shot, word for word, from the game. The best, the best, the best thing in the whole episode was in the beginning when they came up on the old uh, Native American couple, and they're like, <laughs> "I don't really give a fuck about y'all." <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you that made, was hilarious. You made them soup. Eh. You had a gun. <laughs> <laughs> that was. Where the was your gun over there? <laughs> Just got a girl upstairs too. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. And then there was where he realized that there were no threat. Yeah. Even he put his gun down like, all right, let's just where, kick where, it. Where we at? where are we at? You got here, you don't know how. <laughs> uh, uh, sorry, I missed all the road signs and, and the fucking whatever. It's like, holy, <laughs> this one's got a mouth. <laughs> That's the, the best thing in the episode. Period. Yeah, that everyone's screaming for what? Maybe five minutes, maybe. maybe. And you wanted more. <laughs> I want them to come back. <laughs> Every time you pass through Wyoming, let's stop by their house. <laughs> um, rest of the episode. What you think? Hate HBO so bad. <laughs> they got you. They know what they doing. Man, I don't think crack is this addictive. <laughs> <laughs> I wish Rick James was allowed to compare because this show is. And like, <laughs> there's so many Easter eggs okay. and hints towards game number two and the rest of the, the first game, but. Uh, uh, I, I just I want to say them, but I don't want to spoil nothing. Yeah, so I'm you know what? I no, got no no spoilers. Yeah, no, look, no future spoilers. Look, no future spoilers. This is a full spoiler podcast, but I cannot spoil it for y'all because I want y'all yeah. to get the same you know shock. I can't even say nothing because you know what? Tomorrow I'm forcing myself. I don't got nothing to do. Was you gonna start playing the first one? Play the first one and start God of War. The damn that they pulled up on. 
They did that because the dam is a whole situation in the game that you got to work through. So instead of, you know, showing game things, it was just like, oh, here's a dam that got fixed. But you do have to fix the dam in the game. Enjoy that. <laughs> well, I'm good with that puzzle, so, yeah. Oh, there's puzzles, so. Like you said, but this, man, I'm sitting up here, and then at the very end, really? Oh, the the bat at the university? Yeah. The bat well, that was pretty much a that, spike. I like, and then, but the, the whole time, is, nobody hasn't seen this dude. I like, they, uh, well. Oh, that's what we said, we, spoilers, beware. Yeah. Man, they've having a heart attack ever since they got to Wyoming. It wasn't. It was. It was it's panic, panic attacks. They, yeah, they, he's they, having panic. They attacks. pretty much spread those out. Why? Right? This is my interpretation of it. From what I watched in you know, some reviews I read, he got he got stabbed at the end, right? But he, the whole episode talking about how he's losing his hearing because of the gun, how uh, he was having the panic attacks and the nightmares. That's because of his daughter. Yeah, because uh, because he saw dude. You know, shout out to. Rest in peace, Henry and Sam. Oh, and, and, and bottle is a uh, sidebar because his daughter. When he was in the community, he seen the one lady that looked like who would be daughter. his daughter at yeah. his age. Yeah, that one right that there. I was up. like, man, that's <laughs> so wrong. Had, like he, he had this big uh, Emmy Emmy scene of pretty much breaking down to his brother how you know, I can't do this anymore. I'm gonna get her killed. I'm I've, I've lost my fat. I ain't losing it. I've lost it. And Emmy nominee Pedro Pascal <laughs> right there and, in that and scene. Telling you how, and he's, he's talking about how he lost it. And then, what, 30 minutes later, he can't, catch, he can't stop the guy from sneaking up on him and, and getting him with the shield. Even though he broke his neck. Yeah. I, I, he ain't, he, Which also, game accurate because you break a lot of necks. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he lost it, but he ain't done. Yeah, this, like I said, this got a little bit more fight left in me. <laughs> I hate to say it. And I know people are going to get mad at me, but because I know how they feel about this. Game of Thrones don't got shit on this. It does. It nope. does. You just haven't invested. But this I is this, but only this Game is, of Thrones. But this is high level adaptation. But, but this, first, the first couple seasons of Game of Thrones, yeah. But I know, I know what you're saying. They, it appears. HBO, the writers, the directors took all the lessons they had from Game of Thrones and Listen. Chernobyl and everything else and applied it to this. Because it's like... It's, by the way, how the hell do you build these whole-ass towns in Canada that look exactly like the game? That's just that's because, just good scouting. No, I want to know who made no, who developed the game. Naughty Dog. It's not. It's, do you know how much money they're making right now? Well, not yet, because all you got to do is wait to finish this. Probably, well, it's already now, so finish your season two, and then be like, Naughty Dog announces Last of Us three. No, I'm talking about how much money they're making off of eight dude. Well, the reason the roadie money they're well, just well, the reason the money goes to the reason those the right? reason those towns look just like the games because they're spending a shitload of money. Yeah. I'm just saying, you, the money goes to PlayStation Studios and Sony and Naughty Dog, but... Like, like I said, okay, but... Just one random scene. I don't know how much it costs to have a bunch of monkeys running around on campus, but I bet it ain't cheap. Which also, <laughs> game accurate! Because yeah. <laughs> you do go to the university and you get scared by the monkeys and stuff. One thing I gotta say is... I mean... This... this dude, I think... I'm telling y'all as a person who tries to avoid TV sometimes. 
I've got to see. I'm trying to think of a future spoiler that isn't going to spoil. Like the argument that's in the house that actually becomes Joel's house in the future. Well, here I never. You know how bad it was. I'm trying to think of other stuff I can say that I. (laughs) I wait till when I got uh what four more episodes, three more episodes. That was six. I think they only go to nine. So yeah. So so, uh, there's only three more. Oh, crack crack is a dick. (laughs) Like, did you know how good it is? You know, I got so bored with the All-Star game. What do you think I started watching? The Last of Us. I watched um, three all the way through. Three, four, five, and then finished off with six? Yep. So you just wanted to go through Heartbreak again. (laughs) But it's so good, man. You know what? uh, About this episode in particular... Put my TV critic hat, critic hat on. Joel talks about how he's losing it, and he gets stabbed. Um, Ellie's talking about how everyone she loves gets di- dies, and then he gets stabbed, so she you know, might be alone again. Sometimes the obvious thing is the right thing to do. We don't need don't need to be a fancy twist. We just need to do. We need good actors doing good work. Good actor things. Yeah. Um. So yeah, The Last of Us episode seven coming this weekend. Uh, moving on. No, <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're gonna say after episode nine. Uh, Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumanium, thirty first movie in the MCU. Uh, start off. What were your, initially your thoughts on the movie overall? For a reboot, I give it a solid seven. It's not a reboot. Yeah, reboot. Well, it's a continuation. It's, it's a continuation, a but. Finally, someone's brain went along with my brain, and that's a very that's not a good thing. That's that's frightening. Oh, for real, (laughs) I am for real. That's frightening. When Scott Lang was walking at the end of the movie, and he started reflecting, like, "Hold on, did I just? Did we just? What? Yep." (laughs) And I kept in the whole time. I'm saying, dude, I'll I'll bring up some of them questions in a minute. You're not taking out Kang that easily. And then when I saw, I'm like, oh, my God, these fools. Pandora's box was just open with this. E, what was your thoughts initially on the movie overall? Um, Get into some more detail a little later. But overall, seven. There's a, That's what I'm saying. It was, it's it's was solid. Seven or eight. It was um, decent action. A lot of graphics. Some, not graphics the right word. The special effects were pretty decent, although there were some I had some quibbles here or there, but that's more of a big picture than what was actually on the screen. I, like, I hear complaints about, well, you can tell it's shot in a volume. I'm sorry. Uh, is, is there a real quantum realm you can go to? And shoot thank at? you. <laughs> that's like, like, it's not like, oh, we can just take a flight to go up to Canada where the quantum realm is at. Like, no, you got to create all of this stuff. What do you want from people? The, um, like it, stuff like that, you got to learn to ignore it, it which it, is hard. It, it it takes away the verisimilitude. It's not believable. Well, good. Here's, <laughs> my, uh, here's my, my random my random critiques. Um, I will agree with the re- with reviews who say the Wasp had no purpose being in there because she did nothing. Yeah. Um, while watching the movie, remember there was a, it only lasted for maybe like, 10 days. Remember there was a commercial for that Disney movie called Strange World? Mm-hmm. Apparently, protoplasm amoeba things are in because that's the first thing I thought of when they went to the quantum world. Like, this looks, looks like that commercial for uh, the Disney <laughs> oh, movie. Oh, that movie. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I know exactly what movie you're thinking about, man. Strange World. 
Yeah. It um It might be good. I don't know. Nobody's seen yeah. it. <laughs> I where other people come from, I know they were trying to do doing the whole microverse old Marvels. 80s Marvel microverse micronauts, which they don't have the rights to, et cetera, et cetera. That's why it's easier to do it with this instead of saying, here's a microverse over here, here's a micronauts yeah, so over get, here. So I, so I get why they don't, there's no micronauts in it. But again, it would have been nice if when they first went to the Quantum Realm and Ant Man 1 or 2, there was a little hint of, oh yeah, there's actual whole civilizations here. Don't know because remember Hank was saying that I, I, you don't go to the quantum realm. You don't go yeah. down, down that yeah. far. But they went that far, and Janet was already there. Yeah, and that, <laughs> hold on. And you know what? And speaking of that, that was the only thing that it really got on my nerves. They drugged that out too far with her. Not seeing yeah. nothing. That's that's a pet peeve. Of, that's a general movie pet peeve of mine. At the same time, if she didn't explain it, you know how much you would have spent trying to show it to explain it. Not, I'm not talking about that. No. I'm talking about her just saying, look, the, it's a whole yeah. lot more the, rougher down there than what I've let on. But this just not saying uh, nothing, nothing. Yeah, the, it was the, just like, yeah, come on. The general movie pet peeve I have is, what's going on? Well, I can't tell you. I'll tell you later. I'm getting shot at now. Tell me now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, like right there, that was it. you know what? And that's what it is. Yeah. That's almost like the horror movie cliche to me. Is there someone down there? No, you just heard your friend get murdered. Go on down there. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> it also so, me, me, uh, well, you get through this. I'm sure it's coming, so I'll yeah. let you continue. Uh, characters, real quick. You already said your thoughts on Hope, who she was in it, but she had a she had a few lines, few motions, few action scenes, and that was about it. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Janet? Janet. Probably got actually got billing over Wasp. She did more. Thank you. She was more important. Look, they said Ant Man and the Wasp. I didn't say which Wasp. <laughs> Ooh, I'm saying there's two Ant Mans, there's two Wasps. Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, can't even argue that one. Like, all right, T- technicality. Yes. Same same thing. Uh, Hank, thoughts on uh, Michael Douglas? He also probably could have stayed home except he had one job, which was to talk to ants. But also, he came through in the end because he talks to ants in a Michael Douglas way, like. Here's my big ass ant smile. Michael, Michael Douglas also had the easiest job ever. He showed Man. up. He had the, to train future no, ants. No, to, no, I'm talking about actor, not Hank Pym, actor Michael Douglas, oh. sits at the table, pretend you're flying a car, stand here and point. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your brother's about to hurt me. I'm too still giving up the booty to every people since we're manting the stone. Fantastic. That was not my shell fire. No, that is a, that, that is literally a. What, a 40 year reference yeah. <laughs> That's when I just want to be a pain But like I said The main part about this movie I did like You're so old <laughs> The main part about this movie I did like Tell me more about Sybil Shepherd. <laughs> I didn't get there yet Let me break down my characters Man Because let me get to Cassie first What do you think about Cassie? A necessary evil <laughs> If you want the Young Avengers, you got to have Cassie. Yep. It's, they, they, is, is it Stinger or Stature? Which one they go with? Stature. Cause she, but the, stature. But it's, it's necessary evil to get to the Young Avengers. Because at the I same think, time, it could be her or Kate Bishop that leads yeah. the Young Avengers. Because they seem like the older ones. Yeah. They, she was she was the the motivation the the get the plot moving. Yeah. Between the... Getting arrested between the pretty much dad, you don't do anything anymore. 
And then he's a celebrity. And then the whole going <laughs> the microverse or microverse, the quantum realm. Um, and then sticking right there, Kang. No, uh, Scott. Let's go, with Scott first. Rudd, um, give him a solid B plus. He was in man. No, just how. No, I'm saying, how man, they he used was, he him was to tie all of them together. No, I'm saying he was a man. He wasn't supposed to be, you know, Tony Stark level, but he ain't supposed to be down here either. Like he did what he's supposed to do as that character. I like I said, I'll I'll be uh, critical here. I get the he was fine. I get the reviews who say, that say it wasn't quote an Ant Man movie because it was you know, big scale and all important. But I also get the other end of how they wanted to make it. Make it bigger, so we can't have it matter. And it's about you know his security business. I did miss Luis though, but you can't put Luis in the quantum realm. So <laughs> I actually I thought about if you just I just wanted like, he's just gonna be in the room. I just wanted the post. Cassie was talking. I just wanted the post credit stinger of Luis summing up what happened. He got blipped. That's all. If he if he got <laughs> blipped, how would you know? But because uh, he came back. Uh, but uh, but anyways, but that, and then the other criticism I saw that. I will agree with. If I remember correctly, the, in the trailers, they made it seem like Kang was like, "I'll give you the time you got blipped back," instead of and not instead of just "I'm holding your daughter hostage, go do a job for me." I, to me, that's a good thing. That means you went in thinking it was gonna be this, and we didn't give this away. Yeah, because yeah. we well, gave, it, we gave you a fake trailer like like yeah. we do often. But the, <laughs> but the, that that was made it. Guess what? Higher stakes. And because the whole Cassie, you don't do the Cassie's whole thing about you're just being a celebrity, you're not helping people, and then this is his. I could be selfish, or I could do the right thing. Moment if they did the whole give you time back. Well, the well, the the thing was, I spent so much of my life not being there for my daughter, right? So I'm going to be there for her now. But and if, but if Kane and if Kane if the trailer was not a fake and then and like. You didn't spend time with your daughter. I'm gonna give you five years back. But he, but to King's credit, he kept telling them, "Let me fix this," and they just don't want to listen. But and also, you're no match for me, yet, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and look, and as I nonchalantly flick my fingers and toss your daughter across <laughs> the room, get to King. Thoughts on King. <laughs> None of the majors was too good for this movie. <laughs> he was acting. He was too awesome. good. The different voice. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I watched a clip of him just like talking on the red carpet. So the different voice slash voice is. Um, I mean, it's for the spoiler discussion. Different yeah. voices, different acting, different yeah. mannerisms, yeah. different everything. He was he's multiple what, times he, over. He was way too good for this movie. The um, is it? I. I can't appreciate how they quote depowered Kang and have him in the to have him in the quantum realm. I have a theory about that. It, it was because it was a good way to have. Okay, why is this all powerful time traveler guy stuck here? And they they came up with a good reason for that. So I, I, I did appreciate that. Um, I did like like I said. Oh, I'm not even trying hard. Finger finger swipe, slap slap him against the wall. But wave my hands, shoot them all, kind of thing. But at the same time. The one thing that I did pick up, and I don't know if you're going to touch on it, but he's like a battery down there. And I think that realm is just slowing him from absorbing so much more energy because 
the more he kept moving, it was like, all right, this dude, he's getting more and more powerful. And then what really sealed it for me is when they attacked him with the giant ants, nah. You know you're in trouble because... Okay, let me just get to the theory. Was Kang powerful? Yes. I don't know. I think that was kind of the dumb Kang. Excuse me. Think about it. At the end, since we're doing four spoilers, Immortus, Scarlet Centurion, and Ramatut are the, the big three of that whole group of Kangs, right? I think that's kind of the dumb one. Like, he might have been strong, but he ain't the strongest. Well, no. I he think ain't the smartest. I think he's that's the what, good he, king. He might have been the annoying one, which is why uh, I think it was Ramatup was asking Immortus, like, are you are you mad? Basically, are you mad that you weren't the one to kill him? Because he was kind of the dumb, annoying one well, who might have been, like you said, the good one of them. Well, he was, <laughs> well, they said he was not dead. Oh, he was the... He's also not dead. He's probably in that... The, the sub-quantum realm. realm. No, uh, where was Scott at with the multiples, the probabilities? Probability yeah. matrix thing. Yeah. But, okay, I will say the probability... The probability storm. The probability storm, that was a, that was a nice little scene. I did like that. Yeah. So that's why like, he's probably not dead. He's just and the way there. The, and the way to work out of it is that no matter how much I'm weird or different or losers, all the Scott are, they did all of the daughter, that was a good way to get out of that. That was a good little... That was a good touch. But to go back to Kang... They said they said in the movie he was the exiled king. Yep. He, he was causing too many problems. Yep. So he could have been smart, too smart. He could have been too annoying. He could have been too violent. But whatever it was, they chose to get rid of him. I think he was the only. And that's one. why he was exiled to the quantum realm. And if and I was yeah. to, if I was to well, give them more credit than maybe they deserve, you could say he's up to, he wasn't the smartest one because he couldn't build the time ship back on his own. He had he needed help. Which sidebar. They made the time chair key and not stupid. How did they do that? Because, <laughs> dude, it's, I sit in a chair and I go through time. That's stupid on the surface. Yeah. They made it look good and work. <laughs> yeah, that was slick. How? And I, and I like how, but here, you know what? Because, you know what? Let's just keep it real. That chair, like he said, it helps him absorb everything that he sees. He's learning. And that's why I think everybody thinks he's a bad guy. They're seeing what the other Kings are doing just no. as well. He's, he might see what the, he sees what other Kings are doing because the other Kings. No, but all, when she touched that chair. She saw what he did because that was his time chair. He might have seen what other Kings did or might have seen what he did. I don't but know. My we whole we point really is, don't know yet. But my whole point is I think is that chair is his collective memories. And remember, because he see what other Kangs see. So even though he's seeing it, don't mean he's done it. But they don't say he, they didn't say he saw it. He, he was there fighting them. He was, he was snuffing, time, he, he was snuffing timelines out. And guess what? In the sad part, that's probably why we need him, because he's well, the one keeping the timeline. If you, if, you, if, if you go back a little bit, uh, Quantumania Kang. I'm snuffing timelines out because the other Kangs are all children playing with time, fucking it all up. Right, somebody got to be the bad guy and stop everything from going, falling apart. That's me. So we can get back to the main timeline and correct yeah. everything that, Loki. that he, he who remains yeah. was talking about. Loki, 
I'm keeping the timeline together because all these canes were going around messing up time. And somebody got to keep it together. That's me. Then they killed her. And he's like, you kill me. It's all going to go to hell. It all goes to hell. Which, by the way, so, at first, when they, when he said, uh, are you mad that you weren't the one to kill him? I thought he was talking about he who remains. Because, yeah. you know, Sylvie killed him. Right. Mm-hmm. But they were talking about So Kane. it seems like what they're laying the ground for is all the kings that we're going to quote unquote meet so far are the kings doing their best, even though it might be quote unquote evil, to fix things. And then twenty what, four or five, we'll get to the the kings that are just I don't care. They can all go to hell as long as I win. Yeah, like I said, which would be Immortus, Ramatut, Scarlet Centurion. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, Mister King, who I think that's who bought Avengers Tower. Like I said, it's going to be a and that'd be King what Q E N G. But you know, King. Like I said, it's going to be some serious pain because it's like. When they when he kept saying I could give you back your time, but you got to get me out of here, and I'm sitting up here like, he's not saying he's killing the Earth, he's just saying get me out of here. Yeah. yeah. And well, his, his thing when he told when when they did the flashback and told Janet, get me out of here. Okay, yeah, I, I'll leave your I'll leave your timeline alone. I, pretty much, don't worry about the well, don't worry about what I do. You'll be good. Um couple things. One, first, going back to the ants. Quantum advanced future ants that can help build a quantum realm and build a whole super smart technocratic civilization that's like light years ahead of Wakanda even. The the, the mecha ant. That's how you open the quantum realm in and out. That's how you get advanced technology for future movies or whatever. Like That can open up a lot of things that we don't even know about yet. Yep, but at the same time, every time I see... I'm not uh, talking about just random, man. I'm saying, like, it could be, I don't know, Fantastic Four or something. I know, and what I'm thinking is, because I can't get Loki out of my mind. Every time someone messes with time, there's a new variation and something dumb. So it's Mm -hmm. like, quit playing with time, you idiots. Which also, the Fantastic Four, how do I know Fantastic Four ain't in the quantum realm? That's how you can explain that. Uh, okay. They way down the line. Years are like minutes in you know real time, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say they're a '60s team and they've been down there, wait, what, or you know just what, whatever. Way down the line, quantum realm is going to be the microverse, the negative zone. Yeah. Uh, like they might do negative zone, but, but this would be an easy way yeah. instead of saying four people went to space and they went to the quantum realm, came back, and now they have weird powers. Yeah, simple as that. <laughs> Adaptation doesn't have to be exact as <laughs> yeah. comic book, right? Or yeah. book or TV show but, or whatever. Um, Scott, going back to Scott, I was reading my space uh, where I was at. Was that the same Scott that went back to the 616? I don't think so. Yeah. Because he's super paranoid, but... Yeah, because he, it's the same Scott because... Is the flashback to the beginning where he's happy whistling okay, down the but, street. But hear me out. When at the end of Loki, he went back to the TVA. And it was the TVA, but things changed. Mm-hmm. This could, could be the world, but things could be different no, it's the same. for this Scott. It's the same Scott. Well, excuse me. It's, I think it's, it could be the same Scott. I don't think it's the same world. Okay, so like, 
uh, kind of like uh, Dr. Strange, like I go back to my world, but something's off. Something, something minor mm. might be off. No, yep, I think that's if it was a if this was a TV show or a comic book where you had another issue coming out next week or next month, then sure. But there, that's a lot when you have. There's, you have no guarantee of another Ant-Man movie even showing up. No, but you have well, guarantees you of other connecting things. Yeah, but yeah, we got Loki it. season two coming, and they're touching that. Hey, Paul Rudd ain't showing up in Loki season two. Paul Rudd, no, but you could say what he's know, done Scott, is affecting Scott's in a different. He altered the timeline or something. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but it's just no, that's that. It, don't 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 make this Mephisto. Everything, <laughs> Mephisto showing up. No. <laughs> Which, by the way, he actually might with that because you know the, the long rumor is Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. Mephisto. Because yeah. was he cast secretly? And yeah, don't make this Mephisto. Yeah, sometimes it's just he came back and he's now he's paring away because he realizes he might have screwed up. So let me throw this by you too. Says as well, that's what I've been saying about all of them. They mm-hmm. don't think they realize they keep messing up the timeline. Says it's kind of <laughs> on the same wavelength. Uh, did they go to a different timeline? Where they're already dead, like in Rick and Morty, because uh, Jeff Loveness, who wrote Ant Man, is the guy who worked on Rick and Morty. No, because that's too small. That's too small Easter egg for too many people to get. Too few <laughs> why, people to get. Why not? They do it in Rick and Morty all the time. Again, too small <laughs> Easter egg for too many people to get. You got to know. Who, you got to watch Rick and Morty. Know who the writer is. Know who what this writer wrote that. Nah. Okay, my real thing is. Um, Pickle King? Was it the real <laughs> Pickle King? Uh, was, was it the real King? We don't think it's the real King, right? Um, But at the end, the Loki post-credit scene, that Victor Timely, is that the real King? Because I think that's the real King. That's Because I think Victor Timely is in a time where, obviously, there's no Avengers that exist yet. Because he's in, like, what, the 1800s or something? The early 1900s. He can like. create Chronopolis. He can create his whole civilization the, and plan and be the smartest. I'm not pull- Everything king. He could be prime king. I'm not pulling this out of memory. This is a, a, uh, off of a comic book website. This, uh, in the, I can't remember what, how long ago this was in the Avengers. But I can the, even, like, you could even say but, Victor Timely uh, in, influenced Howard Stark. But Victor Timely was a... Was Kang? He went back in time, pretty much took over the city to make his like t- y'all gonna make all the parts from my time machine, even though y'all don't know what you're doing, and ran the city and built it up to be his power base, and was a friend of Howard Stark. What was a, I just thought yeah. that? So he was a friend well, well uh, influencer of Howard Stark. Okay, so but could he also be involved to create the Human Torch? Like like the remember yeah. it? What was it? Uh, First Avenger, Captain America, yeah. First Avenger. They had the Human Torch <laughs> in the. Uh, in the glass case, yeah, that's probably. I don't. They, nah, that's probably too much. But as far as being the quote, the problem with the problem with their what I have right now is they have not done quote the real king. Everybody's been a variant, been Hebrew Humanes or the Exile King. That works. Or, or Rama Tut, or Immortus, but they haven't done quote. Yes, this is the real king. Um, and the last thing, really, like. Yeah, it's complex because it's quantum realm and multiverse and words that people ain't normally used to hearing, but whatever, you'll get over it. You weren't used to hearing Thanos either, and it worked out okay. Um, but how excited for you now for Kang Dynasty? 
Well, even though we're it was twenty three, we're two years minimum away. Because the might get pushed to twenty six. I'm, I'm gonna say three years easy. Only thing I yeah. gotta say is this: um, Jonathan Majors may just take over Hollywood. <laughs> he might. He's already he's halfway there he now. Might. Like Devotion wasn't great, but still a movie. Creed three is coming in a week. two weeks. A week. Yeah. Yeah. He has a Sundance movie coming out that got good reviews. Right. He's, yeah, he's, the one where he's a bodybuilder. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, he'll be in some form in Loki. He'll be in other movies. Like, you will see Jonathan Majors a lot. And obviously, Marvel ain't the only stuff he's going to be working on. You will see Jonathan Majors yeah. a lot. Yeah. Like, like I said, he's... Yeah. But, but like you said, the one thing that I've noticed, all, and I don't think people were paying attention to that, Every Kang has a different voice. Yeah. Everyone. And I'm like, ooh, that's just so creepy. Because <laughs> oh, if you're not paying attention, you just think, oh, he's pretending. No, that's a different Kang. That's a different Kang. You can, even when they were bringing the Kangs back, you get you see the prime right. evil Kang, the one who's just beating on his chest. And with that, the Council of Kang scene at the end, for anybody that's like, oh, why is Jonathan Major acting so silly? Yeah, you can back me up. It's an exact picture of Avengers 282 from 1988. The exact same picture. Well, it's just speculating slash making slash hoping here. Kang Dynasty. They mentioned incursions. I mean, Chris talked about this after writing the movie. Mentioned incursions in, in Quantum Mania. Mentioned incursions in Loki. Mentioned incursions in Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange. Obviously, incursions is go, are going to happen. How do how do I know the Marvels won't mention incursions? Yes. So when or or uh, high evolutionary and, and guardians. Yeah. So I I am assuming the first quote real incursion will be Kang Dynasty. Now I just thought of this. What I hope, just because it'll be funny to see, is whoever the Avengers are, out of the portals just start popping different Kangs. I mean, John the Major, we gonna we gonna make you work today. <laughs> <laughs> so we, for example. <laughs> On this side, I might have Shuri, Black Panther, and War Machine, and uh, I'm blanking on her name. Who played Black Widow? The the uh, her your sister, uh, Yelena, Yelena, and She Hulk and Shang Chi. Yeah. They're fighting Scarlet Centurion King. No, I mean, and then on this side, you might have. Uh, I mean, yeah, Scarlet Centurion, uh, Thor, and Hulk. And whoever was fighting Immortus. I don't <laughs> mean the quote unquote big three Kang. I mean, oh. I mean, like, I'm saying, like, the big ones get yeah. them. But saying, and then all these other, like, Mr. Kang and, yeah. like, you say, Primeval Kang. Yeah, Primeval Kang and like, Mr. Kang. Like, that might be the Young Avengers over there. Scroll or, Kang <laughs> and. Like, it's a, it was just. Because there was a Scroll Kang. Yeah. Like, and, like, <laughs> I say, I'm sitting up here and I'm, like I said, seeing them with my wife, my son, my daughter, and I'm sitting up here. Every form of nerd alarm is gone <laughs> off. Bing, I'm bing, like, bing, 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 bing. look, these fools are gonna light the Avengers up. Your whole head is like, <laughs> yes. Because okay. even at the end, my wife was like, "Where did all them canes come from?" I said, "That's I the, get, that's the problem with Kane. You there's so many. How do you beat them? I yep. <laughs> and I kept and I was telling her, I said, "That's the problem oh, when people keep ooh. messing with these timelines." There's a Kang attached to each timeline. That's the fourth thing I want to tie in, but real quick, I want, I, I lost my thought, what you just said. So, my fantastic fourth thing, if, don't keep this, 
kind of, this ties in what I just because I just remember comic book ish, and which is what I appreciate for all the first of phase four, phase one, two, three, and four. Marvel ain't afraid to be comic booky. Like we don't give you a Council of Kings. We don't give you Thanos with a big, a big purple guy with a gold glove and jewels on it. Don't really make sense, but they made it. They made it work. Not only did it make it work, they made him like the most feared villain yeah. in the movies of that year. So we got a guy who we got a guy who's the same guy that's jumping around in different suits. I assume they can make it work. But my Fantastic Four thing, this will blow. This will piss some people off. If we gonna keep this comic booky, and Kang is a possible this ancestor of Nathaniel Richards, then Reed Richards got to be black. Mm. But it's so far in the future that you can do yeah. it however you want to. Yeah. Like, the only thing I know is, like I said, when I saw the council, I'm sitting up here like, oh, my God. And, and then the first thing when they said, oh, he's dead, I'm saying, no, he's going to be pissed the, when the, he get a hold of y'all. The first thing but, I thought was, they really doing fucking Rama Tut. <laughs> he was the first one who showed up. <laughs> and like, so, like I said, that is just a like, Cause you heard he's like, is that Rama is that Rama Tut? Like, that is just a straight, we go a full comic book, we don't care. Again, because you got three to four people, a third of them is gonna get this. Another third is gonna say this is dumb, and another third is gonna care. And we don't care, we're gonna do it anyway. And because that's what I'm saying it's so beautiful because it's something for everyone. Because sometimes you don't care. You just try to make the best you can and make it entertaining. Like it's the same thing as I'm sure I'm trying to think of the month. If it was April 1977, the hell is the Star Wars? Yeah. Then by came out in May. So then by June is like, oh, it's Star Wars. Like it, we know it's crazy. Just work with us. And wait and see what happens. And you know what? And that's the best thing I can say about Marvel. Marvel's like, look, we know this is throwing you off. Watch it. Watch it again. Watch something. Because we do need to move on. But I'll always go back to what E said. You made people believe in a raccoon in a tree. Anything is possible. After after the first Guardians yeah. came out, what, 2014? I did you say, said I, I anything did, is possible I now. Say, I just say going, going into that, they pulled us off. They could do anything. And they've <laughs> literally done anything now. <laughs> and I hate to say it. Come on. How many kids want that damn raccoon? It's like you're getting your kid a murderous uh, raccoon. You, got news for you. That raccoon is about to die. <laughs> brother, uh, the last thing I'll say. He says, you, Guardians of the Galaxy, this is why they hired James Gunn. Let's get somebody. When he's, we got comic book shit. Let's not be afraid to make it. Also, Marvel has done, because DC, with James yeah. Gunn, DC's about to do it too. Everything can't be dark and gloomy and black. Okay. No. Uh, Sometimes, like I'm saying, but if you're making Quantumania or you're making Guardians of the Galaxy, basically you're making stuff that Jack Kirby did. Jack Kirby did nothing but spread color all over his books. You got to make stuff goofy and colorful. Everything can't, uh, everything can't be Batman. And, and you know what? But that's why I said Marvel is so far ahead of DC because it's like, look, we're going to fail. We're going to fail shooting hey. all guns. Yeah, I know. Chris is gonna There's dis- no hole Chris, in back. Chris is going to disagree. Eternals was not a good movie. I give him credit for trying to make it. Which one? Uh, Eternals. Oh, you're right. I do not disagree. I give him credit for trying to make it. Yeah, but like I said, but the one person at the very end, Star Fox, mm-hmm. whew, he ain't going to be in a good mood when he get a hold of people. Sometimes either. you got to try things. 
Yeah. Um, speaking of trying things, segue. Last week, we celebrated 80s hip hop that defined uh, that generation. So we're going to go into, um, go back to 1990, just one year, okay? What are some songs that help kick off, I would say, the most important decade in hip hop history? And I know where to start at. May not like it, but you might have to respect it for what it did mainstream wise. And I hate that it did so much mainstream wise, but Yo, VIP. you're right. I don't like it and I don't respect it. Let's kick it. But that's as far as I'm going to go with that because I'm not going to give him the Should first verse. Did not drop that idiot, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, as I say all the time, popular and money don't make it good. Thank you. No, but. At that time, you needed to blow up the genre, and him and and the other guy did that. So, oh my God, you know where I'm going, Jason. Oh man, you already did. Him. You can't Come touch on. this. Them two in 1990. I'll keep the second one. The first one. The first one got to go. I don't like it either. But them two in 1990 helped explode hip hop to more people. And and the sad part. There's one song that he did is the one that no one really hung. I didn't forget the song. Pray. There's Pray. Only, he only had two songs in 1990. Trust me, I would know. No, I'm just saying. Because then he put out Hammer Man, the cartoon. Trust me, I, <laughs> I was all over everything. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. <laughs> I can't forget about the dancing, talking shoes, okay? <laughs> I forgot all about that. Oh my God, I'm so glad I was a young adult and didn't give a... And I, I wasn't, so I had to, you Ooh. know... <laughs> I was watching Hammer Man. Ooh, I was 19. Oh my goodness. Good for you. Okay, I'll give oh. You didn't have to deal with it. I'll give you two that were also all over popular radio. I won't go to the... Uh, can, I, can I get my real yeah. solo that really exploded it? Come on, man. Yep, yep. That, that's that the real solo artist that yeah. helped explode it. That was the one. That was one of the ones I was gonna go to. Yep. But tonight, don't call it a comeback. Who was he mad at? Kumo D. Not on this. Yes. Still. Yes. I don't know, but he was angry. <laughs> that's what this was a retaliation to. Look it up. Who, who was Mama said knock me out of bounds? Kumo D. That was Jack the Ripper. This he was, was still oh, like... Yes! <laughs> LL was holding grudges. You forget what Kumo D did. Yeah, but that was the 88 Listen, or whatever. Right after they thought they had their battle, Kumo D's next album cover, they had um, a red candle up underneath the tire being ran oh, over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And set his ass off again. I'm looking at this album. You got Booming System. You got Around the Way Girl. A, Around the Way Girl was. It's huge. a very, very good album. And you know, I'm like, yeah. I ain't the world's biggest LL fan, but I can't. Even, that. Even Jingling Baby. Dude, yeah. Jingling Baby's my jam. <laughs> the bass on that kit so hard in the car if you got a good system. Hey. 
instinct. Um. And you know what's the wild part? <laughs> you know where Rick Rubin and them got that from? Hmm. A tribe called Quest. Their bases always just boom. So speaking of, before I go to y'all too, I said LL was the solo. The group to kick off was listen to the bass. Tribe called Quest. 1990. People's instinctive travels in the paths of rhythm. Benita, Benita. I'm sure y'all have a certain love for this album. Dude, listen. It's, it's a very good album. It's not the low end theory, but it's a very good album. We'll get to that down the road. <laughs> yeah. But we'll Dude, stick bitch. it in 1990. <laughs> we'll get to Dude, let me tell you. Do you know how what they just did to hip hop? A lot. All of this. I mean, when talking. they hit. I'm just playing. When they hit, they just. Dude, the remix to this. Dude, like I said, when they hit, that it was, took. Dude, gangster rappers were like, yo, you got that tribe. When they, when they, That's like, the crazy part. I knew, like, like I, I think I said it uh, last week. Jungle Brothers was out for you know, that was the first thing of tongues I heard. Mm-hmm. But at that point in time, I really didn't know how what house music was. I wasn't feeling it. Yeah. This was my native tongues intro. Not even Daylight. Well, and Daylight. Daylight and this, but that. But yeah. this was pretty much everybody. Like certain people like Jungle Brothers. Certain, certain people, people like Daylight. Tribe Coast pretty much West just went West Coast East like West. Tribe. South like Tribe. Yeah. yeah. Deep South like Tribe. Like Texas and Atlanta, like, but here now here's the excuse. It may come off racist, but guess who didn't fuck with them though? White people. They just couldn't get him. And that was the crazy part. They did. You just had to find certain people that pockets that was in. It was certain pockets. It, it would be like the same people that listen to third base <laughs> would be in to try. But dude, like I said, <laughs> side, side note, I would love an MC search like memoir. I know he got all yeah. kinds of stories. Yeah. He's but, been around so many people. <laughs> and here's the wildest part, though. Tribe Called Quest used so much music that white people grew up on that I figured they would have got them. For example, that yeah, right, there. right there. When we get, when we get off, I got I got a website to show you, Jason, that you'll, you'll appreciate. Because like I said, when this dropped. Like like I said, even the like I think I told you last week. Um... I don't know if it was Andre or Big Boy. Either way, Outkast was saying we wanted to be tribe of the South. Yeah, and here, do you know what really? And then, damn man, I'm gonna tear up. But <laughs> no, for real, because I was dealing with my mother starting her journey to dying, and I kept listening to this CD to the point where my daughter, my oldest daughter, she is such a tribe called Quest head because of me because. Unfortunately, me and her mom didn't work out, but she found all of my music. And, of course, what do you think was the headliner? How she left her wallet and Elson Gundo? Listen, Listen, like I said, my daughter can quote trap. And then people are like, what do you mean? I'm like, she was born one year later after this album, and it's her thing. Hey, give me an artist from 1990. 
that made a huge impact on the on the culture? Um, their biggest song, Humpty Dance, Central Underground. I know where you're going. Yep. I don't don't even say. I, nice. I know but. where you're going. <laughs> and going to the to the second to the other single from that album. Hold on, yeah. but but before yeah. you move on. People need to give Shock G credit because most Absolutely. people didn't realize that man was classically trained in piano. Oh, oh, oh. Wait, also, do you remember? Shout out to all the people who thought Shock That's G. That's what I'm saying. We're two different people. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, you idiots. <laughs> but you know what? He's the first Main Street rapper with the alter ego ghost writing. And also, let me just say the uh, Sex Packet song interlude, yeah. highly underrated. Yes. Everybody knows Humpty Dance. We're going to play Do What You Like. <laughs> Come on, man. The piano, dude, and you know why he did this? The piano solo? No one would give him the permission to sample, but if you play it live, it's not sampling. Shock G was way ahead of his time. Sometimes you guys try things. And by the way, folks, Shock G is playing the piano in all of this. But also, West Coast rap, not gangster rap. Not, not poppy young MC. At least, well, young MC is not out yet, is he? No, yeah. not, not yet. Not, not well, not, not he's not, not blown. Like he but might have been, there. he might have been out, but he wasn't. You know, yeah. it wasn't that. They had their own lane that nobody else was in, especially you know for especially for a West Coast rapper. And truthfully, you know who I think is a big Shock G fan, and I don't think no one really asked me, Tyler Kwali. He might be. Because, I mean, dude, people were like, well, they're not West Coast. They're not East Coast. <laughs> no, they're, they're, they just funky with it. Okay, I'll give you. Um, sticking on the West Coast, I was looking at some of my albums. I didn't realize. The, I have one more West Coast. Uh, go, oh, here. I got some more West Coast. Can I, can I just throw one out sure, there? Go, I'm look. not going to listen to the whole song, but, right. but y'all probably know it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> bring it back, Kid Frost. <laughs> Story, MC. I was gonna bring it up Oh my, talk about the classic one hit wonder. Don't matter, man. He was popular. It ain't helped. Because you could argue West Coast rapper, Spanish background. Without Kid Frost, do you have Cypress Hill? Nope. Don't have Booyah Tribe. You don't. Come on, man. No, I went for the big one. You went for Booyah Tribe. I, like, I went for Jordan. You went for Harold Minor. <laughs> but no, because you know why? You talking about dudes who just bodyguarded who got inspired to rap. Yeah. I mean, Kid Frost did it. I can try to do it. Hell yeah. I mean. <laughs> that's really how things start. Yeah. There's this young kid. Like, we'll get to it, obviously, down the line. But this young 16-year-old, he's on this song with Main Source. He calls himself Nasty Nas or something. Yeah. Look, if on. he could do it, I can do it. There's no Rico Suave without him. Uh, and think of how smooth he's rapping. Gotta hold that against him. We we could do without Gerardo. But <laughs> hey, hey, but you know what? Like I said, we could do without it, but you can see where the inspiration came from. I get you. I mean, dude, whew. God, we have, man, 90 was a banger. It's not the banger, but uh, it's a good it's a good start to a new decade. No, I'm uh, talking cause, about just to sweep the whole no, I'm saying, world. Because look, even with the Vanilla Ice, what I play, Vanilla Ice, MC Hammer, LL, Tribe, and Kid Frost, and Digital Underground. These still, are whole different sounds than what the 80s was doing. And you still haven't hit P.E. 
Well, hold on. X We're on the West Coast. Hold on. On the West Coast deal. Um, O'Shea Jackson dropped the EP, Kill That Will. Give me that beat, fool. It's a full-time jack, jack move. move. I was looking jack at it. for beats. Your can't people don't understand that. Cannot be baiting now because of, there was no such thing as sampling rolls back then. But mm-hmm. <laughs> things, things happen. <laughs> things change. Things are different. You never know. But yeah, and thing is, he doesn't get the credit for it. Killer Will was his second release in 1990. Yeah, his um, America's Most Wanted. That yeah. was his second release in 1990. I forgot about this intro. I just need to speed this up. Drop something proper. With the L E S H M O B T Bone and S J T, and here's how we'll greet Stop, fool. Come on, that feature. Feel dumb because you're caught in the dark. You little yeah, ass mark. You will have a hard time clearing all of these. <laughs> no, but do you know how hard this hits in cars? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Could you imagine Drake trying to clear like eight different samples from one song? <laughs> you would have a hard time. And even then, remember, everybody on the East Coast, when they found out what Heller did to NWA, what did they say? We had Ice Cube's back. We were going to make sure he, dude, and they did. Think about it. This all happened between the East Coast producing, but launched where? From the West Coast. Uh, That is the craziest part. It was all done on the East Coast, but launched. That that was the bomb squad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Because that would be Public uh, Enemy. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Public Enemy had a big... Big deal to uh oh that's still cute. <laughs> had, uh, had uh Fear of a Black Planet in nineteen ninety. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll that's one of the best albums ever. Uh, get to the um two more West Coast I got for you. No need to play them. Too short. You got short but funky and yep. the ghetto. And I would be doing myself a disservice if I did not that mention <laughs> MC8 count his most wanted one time gaffled them up. Mm. <laughs> that's all mm. I'm gonna talk. You got to be a deep West Coast head listening to MC8 and Compton's most wanted. But you know, no, you gotta be a like deep. I said, but these, like I said. Well, you got to be a deep West Coast head listening to King T. Which I could have brought, brought up. But I, I mean, Kid Frost was out there too. <laughs> but you also got to remember, we didn't have NWA as long as people think we had them. No, NWA is like Star Trek. You had them like three years. But also, we talked about <laughs> Bomb Squad and Q, who Bomb Squad obviously worked with. Public enemy. And think about it. Would you join me, please, <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to where? Pterodome, baby. I got so much trouble on my mind. Refuse to lose. Here's your ticket. Can the drummer get wicked? Red hot chili peppers, anyone? <laughs> I mean... And think about it, and I hate to say this, them dudes were around in New York. That's what I'm saying. It's so much music. You know what I'm saying? How you were saying how many East Coast people mess with Q because he was getting production from an East Coast producer, yep. producers. Yep. Just so they could make sure his West Coast career lived. Think about it. But yeah, the East and the West Coast, is, no, they weren't. They were like, it's, it's such a bad manufactured beef that cost us two great artists that it shouldn't have cost us. It really us. did. Yeah. But also, since we was talking about NWA, you just want to throw yeah. 
100 miles of running? 100 miles of running out there. Yeah, they did do too <laughs> dirty on this <laughs> for no reason. Shout, shout out to the good classic diss songs. Yeah. Ain't had a good one since Pusha T. And think about it. You can honestly say NWA and Q really brought the, even though LL Cool J and Kumo D was going at it, not like these dudes. Yeah, when they different. went at it, it was like, whoa, why y'all saying that about Cube? And then no Vaseline. No Vaseline was at her mafias. <laughs> <laughs> and think I'm about sure it, we'll he was talking to, about No Vaseline you. was what year? 92? No, 90. It was 91. Uh, I want to say late. I want to say 92. Yeah, it got me 92. We'll get to it yeah. eventually, but it's hard to play. I and it come out why. and come out with it like. He's angry. <laughs> <laughs> and think about it. Like he's angry, angry. And that's why I'm and that's why I'm telling tell people said here's what they think. Rap about <laughs> <laughs> rap from eighty seven through ninety five just locked the world down. And it was nothing you could do about it. Can I give you an East Coast? Yeah. I'm sure you'll know it as long as you hear a drum. Mahogany. One of the one of the best love songs ever made. So far above people's heads. What was Eric B. Rakim doing? Like, what was Eric B. What was Rakim doing? Thank you. They were just in the studio doing all types of things that nobody else was doing. <laughs> yes, they were, but guess what the problem was? It, no one didn't have Rakim's father. But two dudes did. But the one father was somewhat absentee out of Nas's life. And Guru's father sent him to say, hey, man, go make your way. But think about it. Rakim's father was heavy into his career. Helping him with jazz, getting samples. Rakim was busy inventing hip-hop as we know it. That's what Thank you. <laughs> Again... Everything I've played so far, from Vanilla Ice to Hammer, those you know mainstream pop ones, to Digital Underground and Kid Frost to Rakim and NWA, these is not what the '80s sound like. Everything is changing with this new decade. And here, let me tell you how powerful Rakim was. Nasir Rashada, huh, Dad? My dad listens to Rakim. That's how good he was. That my father. Likes Eric being rock him. I mean, he should. You know what else he should like? No, no, no. The only one hit wonder. What? And the sad part, I'm still, crumbs on the table ain't bad, but this one right here. How do you hate call me D Nice? My name is D Nice, although I hate to admit it. Taking out your Because he had my girlfriend. I'm on an MC like that to town. That sounds like a you problem, you sir. Again. <laughs> um, let's take it on the East Coast here. I gave him some teas last week. We're talking about the 80s. The cool gangster rap, cool G rap, streets of New York. I will say talk like sex, but I don't think you can play that anywhere. No. <laughs> you know, <laughs> streets of New York had people afraid to go to New York. Like I said, one of the best storytelling rappers of all time. Because if you didn't understand, after hearing that song, 
about going in New York and not like knowing we, what you're doing. Like when people talk about painting words with, or picture with words, that's a whole G rap app. Yeah. And you could say without Coogee rap, right? You may not have that influence to Wu Tang Clan. Or without Coogee rap going to today, you. I'm not even going to say May. You won't have Benny the Butcher. No, not at all. G, G rap was New York gangster rap. Yeah. You might not, you won't even have a, what, a couple 16 year old kids from Queens that Look, end up calling themselves Mob Deep. You wouldn't have Mob, you wouldn't have, he was, G Rap was New York gangster rap. Your Mob Deep, your your Cameron. That's all. Yeah, it doesn't matter, Harlem, yeah. Queens. Yeah, that's Brooklyn. all, that's like, all. Without those, G-Rap, those are all G Rap's kids. Without G, just like how we said last week, without Big Daddy Kane, you don't have Jay Z. Without G Rap, you don't have the Mob mm-hmm. Deeps and the, you know, the Raekwons, probably. The, I mean, oh, no, no. you're talking about, like I said, it was, it, you know what it is? It was gritty before people was ready for it. Now everybody talking about, I need that gritty rap. I need, nah, back then we were like, what in the hell? We know LA got games, but dang, <laughs> New York seemed worse than that. <laughs> for real. It's like you can't walk past, and like I said, and for a kid who was going to New York every summer, I'm sitting up here like, you know, Eddie, you walked through that neighborhood and you did see this, but you're so oblivious to it because you're getting to see it. Uh, Let me throw another New York at you. Big influential. I'm sure it is to you too. Again, Eric Sermon, and they say give Eric Sermon his flowers. Yeah. 1990s business as usual, EPMD. Let's just keep it real. No EPMD. No, let's just keep it real. No Puff Daddy. Them dudes expired a lot of people. Because going off of that, you never say Eric Sermon is a great rapper. He's a good rapper on a beat that he makes. Mm-hmm. How is that not Puff? He makes, well, he makes difference. He makes great beats. And Puffy, Puffy makes people good beats. do make great Puffy beats. Puffy helps produce good beats. Eric Sermon makes great beats. Semantics. You're, you're, mis- you're messing with the, with the analogy here. But you know what's the craziest part about it? Or, or, or let's be honest. Let's go West. Dre is not a great rapper. Uh-huh. But Dre is a great rapper on Dre beats. <laughs> Eric Sermon is a great rapper on Eric Sermon beats. And Puff it. is a good rapper on Eric's or good on Puff beats. And like I said, just think Even about Even Jermaine it. Dupri was okay on Jermaine Dupri beats. Wow. <laughs> like here, let's just keep it real. K Solo, Red Man. Oh, we ain't talking uh, about. What this is, oh, I'm saying, I'm saying, we ain't talking about what Eric Sermon influenced and, and no, no, brought K, to the K, stage. K Solo was '92. What was that? Um, Spellbound. Because he has yep. he has a lot that he's brought to the stage and oh, introduced. And hold on, and then the dude who was sleeping on the streets and just didn't want to rap at the time. Exhibit. I mean, not exhibit. Dang, DMX. Dude, I'm just, I'm dude, I'm just. It's so much music in my head. That I'm just, like I said, I'm just old fart. But I'm telling you, Look, these dudes were all around, and we didn't hear them. I got two for you. One, I'm asking you to play this part, just a clip of the second one. 
Uh, first one, One for All by Brand Nubian. Come on, man. But the clip I want you to play, if you, if you can find it, track number five on Step Into the Arena, who's going to take the weight? <laughs> <laughs> I could have said just, get a, just to get a it's rep. It's on my phone if you, I got it on my phone. I, I could have said just to get a rep. But the cutting it. Shut up to premiere. Think about it, man. <laughs> Hear that tribe called Quest influence? Gangstar, Step Into Arena. What's the album? Just a, just a five track, five track album. I was raised like a All heat. Playing to the east. Nature of my life relates rhymes I release like a cannon. Cause I've been planning to be ramming what I wrote straight on a plate. Oh, man. If you want to talk, okay. We want to go, um, I'm going through my list here. And let's dig into every nook and every cranny. Set your mind free as I slam these thoughts. And just like a gym. But just, to, wow. just to get a... Uh, Hold on, but do you hear how bad the effects are? <laughs> the gun effects in the song. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we were trying, sir. But still, we were doing things back then. And then here's another, it's another powerhouse East Coast rapper, and I haven't even mentioned him. Intelligent hoodlum. You and your intelligent hoodlum. <laughs> All right, well, so, what? I was going to bring this up anyway, but since he went to, um, so we going on the East Coast pro black tip with the key. Sissy, <laughs> X-Clan, <laughs> straight out of Atlanta, technically. Grand, grand verbalizer, what time is it? Dude. Or a fucking lesson, pick one. Dude, hey, I'm going in the, all on my phone. Yes, I'm going to, I'm going to, go to my East Coast. X-Clan on your phone. All of it, yuck. Brother Jay says yuck. <laughs> Dang glorious. <laughs> By the red, the, the black, black, and the, the green, <laughs> the key. Sissy, who? When, no, they were terrified when, of P.E. When, when, you know, rap was not accepted back then. No, they did call them police on P.E., but X-Clan's oh, under the radar Look, on No, that's different, because P.E. looks scary and military. Yeah, the S1Ws, man. That was, yeah. <laughs> they got soldiers that might come up. <laughs> come on, man. You might as well play Grand Verbalizer. Grand Verbalizer. No, I got, I got another one for Jason. <laughs> Jason Nash, no, don't play Grand Verbalizer. No, I, I want to play one that might piss you off, but you got to give him his respect. You got to give oh, him his respect. One. Oh, come on, nah, baby. I love me some Chubb Rock. You gotta give him this respect. I don't for one specific reason to the whole grudges. 1990 Chubb Rock jumps upon the scene with a lean with a pocket full of green. The green doesn't symbolize I made it on the top, but Robocop last year was a shot. Jason out here treating him right. Dude. All right. If we had camera phones and all that, I did that. Treat tre- tre- them too right. No. <laughs> no, for real. I have a bunch of friends who are cues. And I came home and I went up to pit to a party. And this song came on. They hit the lights. And let's just say we lit it up. They were like, he is not a cue. Don't get mad. We're making him do this. And I did that dance for him. Did, did you? Yeah. You were good? Okay.
I'm gonna ask you, were you good? Oh yeah, dude. Did you rock it? Oh dude. I knew it, but you come on. <laughs> I was gonna mention that. Did you rock it? Mm-hmm. This funky joint? I wasn't high either. <laughs> <laughs> this is another one with serious bass in it. Boom. So back, back, to get back when everybody had the 808 in the other Rock this funky joint. Wait a sec. You know what I was looking at though? What? Wasn't a lot of female artists coming out was, in the 90s. There was, was one. There was one. I don't want you but to they play were it though. Muted. There was there was one. There's one big hit that I do not want you to play. The duo. Yeah. yeah. Hmm? Salt and pepper. Oh. I hate that song. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about. Yeah. It's they're like the literal only one to come out in 90. Yeah, but there was no the light, time. no Latifah, no nobody other than Salt because, and Pepper. Um, not even JJ Fad? No. no. I, I looked. No. <laughs> Um, the one group that was actually, and they were muting her, oh, on the smooth tip. What is her name? Somebody you can't think of? Oh, my God. Her <laughs> song is on the smooth tip. And it was another girl. Oh, Nikki D. Don't nobody know who that is. Not to disrespect her, but don't nobody know who that is. Like I said, I'm dude. Listen, that's how much of a hip-hop hate I am. God, I got too much music in my head. I mean, yes. <laughs> yep. You do. Wow, maybe a little oh. bit, little, maybe a little bit too much, but you know, sometimes it, it, I know we uh, left the West Coast, but uh, shout out above the law, the murder rap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I said, oh my goodness, Cypress Hill came out in '92. Nope, nope, '91. No, trust me, that, uh, trust not, me. I went over a whole. No, that, I'm list. saying no. My bad. I said no. It's '91, but um, oh my god, know what? <laughs> Do you have a lot more? Because I can wrap it up. Just a couple. You we, can know wrap, we can wrap this up soon. You know why I always get them confused with coming out in 90? They were in um, a Tribe Called Quest videos. If you look, you will see. Oh, my God. I'm old. What, what, yes. yes. Yes, you are. Um, what else you got? I'm trying to think of the video. with. Um, think about it later. I'm a, yeah, I'm a, it'll get to me when I get home. Watch. What, what other? Uh, I don't really have. I'm trying to think if I have any. Good, good ones. Give me, uh, you got anything else? Uh, was nothing about nature 92? Nope. No. We'll, we'll, we'll get to them eventually. <sighs> um, I do have one. Also goes hard. Almost lets the blast master off. Love's going to get you. Oh, come on. Edutainment, man. I'm assuming this is your blast master KRS one. That's right. Because you can't stop mentioning KRS one. <laughs> Dude. Uh, he is the, he is the sun. Y'all shines all yeah. stars. Dude, come on. <laughs> Love's gonna get you. It's dude. That song it still has meaning today. It does. It's is if not. I know more. rap wasn't winning songwriting awards back then, but that one could have won an award. Like I said, dude, think about it. These dudes are dying about what he said in ninety. Think about it. Um two big ones from ninety I wanna do before we get out of here. One, coming from the South. Got to be Scarface. Get them, boys. We think it's the, uh, Uncle Lou. Uh, free speech. <laughs> don't, don't not give Two Live Crew their flowers, Jason. I am. I, <laughs> you uh, have to. How, how, how old were you back then? 19? You saying 19-year-old Jason would not kill to go to an Uncle Luke party? Listen, hold on. <laughs> 
in, in all honesty though, without them going through all that, there'd be no Silk the Shocker. No, what, no terrible rap. No, forget that. <laughs> without Two Live Crew and NWA yeah. going through all they stuff with, yeah. with the politicians and whatnot, yeah. we'd be super duper clean right now. If we existed at all, we wouldn't yeah, got yeah. to fifty years. Yeah, uh, we would we would had five hundred vanilla ices and MC Hammers. But dude, don't nah nah forget this. Uh, Play the other one. No, uh, no, Lisa Honey. No, that was the eighties. That was eighties. I know, but I can't say the other one. No, uh, just one. Some names from some names from the past that you do not should not play. Even though I think I actually own some of these. I bet King, you King, King Son. Oh boy. YZ. Mm. Uh, apparently, JJ Fad did have an EP drop in December, but there was nothing on Ain't it. Ain't nobody listened to it. Grand, JJ Fad didn't listen to Granddaddy it. Granddaddy IU. After Supersonic, they were mm. done. Yeah. Granddaddy IU and Jason's favorite father MC. Yeah. Jeez. Told you, dude. Uh, P- Paris. And Candyman knocking boots. Yeah. <laughs> and think about it. And the only reason I knew about Father MC was because the simple fact, like I said, my father, being a professor, we were in New York every summer. And I am I forgot where we were, but I'm sitting up here like, is he a rapper? What's wrong with this oh, dude? Oh, he? I've left off. I'm surprised you didn't, you didn't mention it's that simple or the originators. I was not going to touch Jazzo. <laughs> I, I know where Jazzo leads to because you know he's in my top five. Always will always yeah. be Jay Z will be up there. I'm not playing Jazzo. I'm just but to close this out because we get longer than we should have on this screen quickies. That was not a quickie. Um, we played LL. I said Vanilla Ice and MC Hammer, NWA, Public Enemy, Ice Cube. One more song from 1990. I took a couple of flicks and she was enthused. I said, how do you like the show? She said, I, I was, was very, very amused. amused. You can't so play 1990 and not play Bismarcky. Again, did not, did not get the respect you deserve. Thank you. You had to play Just a Friend tonight. Or if you're doing a 90s. If you're doing an all 90s thing. Especially early nineties, you have to play yeah. Bismarcky, just a friend, or the Vapors. Just think about it. <laughs> no Bismarcky, no Kane, no Juice Crew. Marley Mall's career. Mar- Marley, so Mar- Mar- Marley had a nice little stable of talent. Yeah, Kane, G Rap, Biz, even Master Ace, Craig G. He had a nice little stay. Roxanne Shante. Matter of fact, when did Big Mama drop? I thought that was 90. Roxanne Shante? I mean, no. Nope. That was her last. No, it was 91. I looked over a whole list of releases in 91. Uh, which, by the way, not as many as it is now. Uh, <laughs> not as many as it is now. It's like album releases from that year. 30. It's, it's very short. It's very short. But man, just think about it. Dumb dude. And crazy part is, there were only five highest charting singles that year. Ice Ice Baby, Pray, Pray, Have You Seen Her and You Can't Touch This, All Hammer, and Just a Friend. Just a Friend was number nine, peaked at number nine. So this, and think about all the great music that came oh, yeah. out. This, oh. 
that's the rap was extreme segregated is not even strong enough. Thank yeah, but, you. And and back then it wasn't just black white segregated. It was no, it was east south segregated. Thank you. East west segregated. Southwest Midwest. segregated. Midwest anywhere segregated. <laughs> you didn't mess with this one unless you but like and then everybody's like, no what what are we doing? What are we doing? Yeah, I live in Chicago. I can listen to Tribe. Yeah, I live in Miami. I can listen to NWA. Like I, like, and like, I said, like, <laughs> like I said, I miss regional sounds. And you know what's the wild part? If it wasn't for P like, and Cube, we would probably granted, still be segregated. Granted, they just granted, kicked the door sound. Granted, you knew. You already knew. But when that digital underground or Compton's most wanted come on, you know that's from the West Coast. Yeah. Yeah. It like Eric B and Rakim, like that's not a that's not a West Coast. They don't Coast rap sound. like West Coast, they don't sound like Eric B and Rakim. Not when we go Eric B and Rakim. Kane J Kane, G Rap. They don't sound like the West Coast. Or the South. Yeah. G Rap, Scarface, and Cube could rapping about the exact same thing. With three completely <laughs> yeah. different sounds. But the Wild Park Cube's first album didn't sound West Coast. It just oh, blurred the lines. Because, because of the Bomb Squad. The Bomb Squad from Public yeah. Enemy. And like I said, he, it blurred. Like, he literally flew to New York to work with people from New York. Because he didn't want to sound like what Easy and then was doing. Yep. Like I said, it was who knew he was breaking down doors. Um, that said, this will wrap it up for us because I am not playing Let's Talk About Sex by Salt and Pepper. Sorry. No, no, no. Uh, <laughs> respect to you, Salt and Pepper, but 1990 was not it. Um, I don't know. Next week, you think we might do 91 or want to wait a week? Or? Let's, let's let it breathe a week. Because yeah. we, we got a lot of years to get to, a lot of good things to get to. Because let's be honest, if we doing it year by year, 96 is going to be a problem. 97 is going to be a problem. 94 is going to be a problem. The 90s, I think. Might deserve year by year. That's why I said the two thousands. We can start breaking it into chunks. Maybe, yeah. Arguably, maybe not even arguably the most important decade in hip hop history. Yeah, nineteen ninety to nineteen ninety nine. We're gonna. I will say I might branch out to say music once you talk start talking about the grunge and stuff. But yes. Oh, if we're going all music, easily, I can say easily. Yes, you will have people that say sixties. You'll have people to say 70. Well, 80s is making a problem. But <laughs> yeah, that's because everything that, got yeah. influenced by the 80s. That's a that's an argument for later. But maybe more people. But maybe maybe more three. We might need an, a, a fourth for that one. Um, but yeah, 90s for hip hop. Big, big decade. Until next time. Follow Cleveland Phantom Podcast at CLE Phantom Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Jason Roberts at? At Kratos Lives. Follow Everett Williams at? EVS, YN Williams. Uh, next week, we might do a screen quickies. Maybe more towards the screen and less towards the music. But we'll, uh, we'll see what's going on. Uh, let us know on Twitter what's your fandom and what's your favorite song from 1990. Good night, everybody.